This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, this is Judy Liebrach, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find your happiness and your bliss. I just came across this wonderful quote that really describes what today's show is all about, and here it is. Just one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day, and that quote is from the Dalai Lama. This is a show that helps you find and follow your happiness and your bliss. On today's show, we are delighted to have two fantastic guests. First up is singer Lisa Sunshine from the Juno-nominated duo Sunshine and Broccoli. Amy Goldberg, a.k.a. Amy G., is the founder of The Trust Rise, where she shows people, teams, companies, and audiences how to take decisive action towards living an inspired life. Her book, Be Your Truth, shows you how to embrace your truth and get to your best life. Our featured artist this week is rock musician Tommy Gunn, who also happens to be Amy Goldberg's husband. But first, let me introduce you to our first guest, Lisa Sunshine. Since she was five years old, Toronto-born Lisa Sunshine was eager to perform for family and friends. She was belting it out at her own bat mitzvah when her powerful voice caught the ear of jazz legend Jackie Richardson. That was literally the beginning of her very bright future at the tender age of just 12 years old. Lisa is now a proud wife, entertainer, and mom of baby Zaid, bringing joy, style, positivity, and sunshine to all. Her body-positive and all-inclusive warm personality attracts women and parents countrywide. Her flair for style, fashion, and beauty has made her a natural lifestyle influencer, to all of her fans and followers. For 17 years, Best Friends and Juno Award nominees, Sunshine and Broccoli have been entertaining children and parents alike with their infectious enthusiasm and energetic pop rock songs. This award-winning children's musical entertainment duo have rocked out shows all across the country and have had audiences singing and dancing along to their five hit studio albums. With multiple performances on all major television and radio shows, the duo's music is now being hailed as the perfect mix of catchy beats and positive messaging for children. Sension and Broccoli have also recently partnered with Level Film and recently started production on an animated children's television show based on the rockin' adventures of Sunshine and Broccoli. They are now household names in the children's entertainment world and they're looking to collaborate with like-minded and fun brands to help spread their message of love and light. Welcome, Lisa Sunshine, to Finding Your Bliss. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much. What an introduction. Thank you. (laughs) You know, Lisa, as I was preparing this interview, and I've thought this for a while, ever since I first saw you on a stage singing, and I believe it was for some charity show, and I thought to myself, This girl is the personification of bliss. For those of you who are not seeing Lisa in person as we're on the radio, let me tell you one thing that I always notice about Lisa, and I wish you all could see, and that's her beautiful smile and the gorgeous energy and light that you emit 
which really is like your last name, Sunshine. Is this sunniness something that you've always had since you were a little girl? Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. I don't, <laughs> I take that um, as such a huge compliment, definitely coming from you. Uh, you know what? I have to say, yes, I have always. Um, and as I've grown up and become a mom, I, you know, you hear these things said to you all the time. Oh, you walk into a room and you light up the room or you're so your last name. Of course, your last name is Sunshine. And you kind of just like hear these things as a kid and they <laughs> go in one ear and out the other. And as I become a mom and actually we gave my son our last name, my last name, Sunshine, I just felt like, how could he not have that name? <laughs> and and truly, I feel like the more I hear it and the more I'm able to take it in that that, yeah, it always has been me to bring a lot of light and laughter and love. And yeah, it's so apparent. And honestly, I've seen you in person and I've seen you on stage and really on stage, you really notice this energy, like you just light up the whole stage. And, and this really all began for you when Jackie Richardson noticed you at age 12, 12. Wow. What happened? Actually, it was younger. So Jackie Richardson was uh, sang at all my family's events, and it was my brother and sister's bar mitzvah. They did a joint uh, bar mitzvah, and Jackie and her band were the the singers. And so my mom had said, "Like, can my daughter sing?" that's what friends are for. And Jackie, you know, I'm sure she's like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. And I sang with them and I will never forget it. And it was like, we just like, wow. And I remember at my bat mitzvah, we sang together, Jackie and I, and she said to my parents, like, she needs to study with my teacher. And from then on, then until I went to Sheridan, I studied with the late Theodore Gentry. Theodore was a huge Canadian vocal coach who actually very funny. Like he was like, you're going to be an opera singer. I'm like, no, Theo, I don't want to be an opera singer. I want musical theater. And, and from then, yeah, Jackie and I, and every time she performs, we go see, like I go see her and there's just such a warm, um, loving connection. Wow. I, I, I can see what she saw in you. And I also was fascinated when I read that you went to Sheridan for musical theater, as you just mentioned, as my daughter now is going into third year of musical theater at Sheridan. But you did this 17 years ago. What was your experience like and how did it shape you as an artist? You know, what's so interesting is it's the only thing I wanted to do. I wanted to perform and not being an academic and um, always, you know, pretending to be in my room doing homework, belting out rent at the top of my lungs, <laughs> or just like always, you know, always performing. And so when I went to Sheridan, it was very interesting because that place is so incredibly special for people who know that performing is, is their life or their, you know, their passion. And that's what we did three years, every single day, all day. I mean, I don't think I could do it now, but <laughs> back then... It was, you know, with like-minded people and yes. we lived, breathed, and, and it, it really taught me the work ethic and just also knowing that it was so deep within me 
mm-hmm. that it's the only thing I wanted to do. Yes, there were, you had no other choice. This is this is what you were meant to be, and and probably from the time you were a very little little girl. And you have an amazing group, um, Lisa Sunshine and Broccoli, which was nominated for a Juno Award for your album. It's cool to be kind, and you started Sunshine and Broccoli sixteen years ago. How did it come to be? And you could tell me, can you tell me a little more about the group and about Brock and your, your connection for many years and five studio albums and this wonderful group, children's uh, group that is making so many people happy. And as you say, not just kids, but parents alike, because the songs are so catchy and uh, they're just really cool and really um, wonderful to listen to. How did this all begin? So it began at Sheridan. Brock and I went to Sheridan together and we were best friends and Brock was this like macho, you know, always (laughs) played the parts, you know, the, the silly, dumb, you know, buff guy. (laughs) And we were best friends and, and we did a lot of stuff together. We worked together a lot at Sheridan. (laughs) And so when I graduated, I was like, okay, like, what am I doing now? And my aunt was taking her very new kids to music lessons. And she said to me, why don't you do this? And I was like, that's a great idea. Why don't I do it? So I got my first class. I was terrified. I kind of lied (laughs) to them and told them I'd done it before, which I never did. And I was like, what am I going to do? And at that point I played a tiny bit of guitar. So I thought I'll do it myself. And I called it singing with sunshine. Wow. And then I got cold feet and I called Brock and I'm like, do you think you can help me for the first class? (laughs) He said, for sure. So we came over and we wrote a welcome song and we wrote a goodbye song and we went to do the class. And the parents were like, who are you guys? Where'd you come from? Where have you been our whole lives? Like, and I think the refreshing thing was that we could sing and we were very musical. It really, really, and I say this all the time, it developed so organically because we never thought this would be what we'd be doing. Like I thought I was going to Broadway. Brock thought he was going to be a full rock star. So as we moved and, and, you know, the parents were like, guys, we need to hear you. Like you got to record an album. And we literally wrote our first album, Sunshine and Broccoli Jams. And we didn't drive at the time. So we were like in subway <laughs> stations and coffee shops. And we wrote this album and we wow. recorded it very grassroots and people loved it. And so from then, you know, we, we got a manager and a producer and all these things. And over the last 17 years, I mean, it's grown so tremendously and it is, it's been just a real organic ride. It's so, it's so fantastic. It's, it's just such a beautiful story. Uh, we, you, you actually have five studio albums, which is so cool. And we're going to be playing the title track from your fourth studio album right now. It's cool to be kind. And I love that song, by the way. Can you set this clip up for us? Absolutely. So it's cool to be kind um, was our the title to our fourth album and the Juno nominated album. And really, we felt the real need to spread a lot of kindness into the world as we enter a time that is unknown to all of us right now. Um, the driving force is the world needs a lot of kindness and kindness is always been the driving force behind sunshine and broccoli and it's really important to us and it's a real superpower so we need to teach our kids like how to be kinder how to be accepting how to be respectful and so it's cool to be kind just really gave it um 
you know, a cool way to think of like, what can we do to spread a little love and be kinder to one another? That's fantastic. Okay. We're going to have a listen to this song. It's cool to be kind from sunshine and broccoli. Look around. That's so much to see how we treat each other. Do it carefully. We'll remember what you say If someone is struggling Ask them how is your day Look around There's so much to see A simple act of kindness Creates positivity People Will remember what you say If someone is hurt Make sure they are okay Spread a little love Give your friend a hug. Smile at someone. Say thank you. Put your hand in mine. And together we'll shine. I just love that. Oh my gosh, that was so gorgeous. It is so catchy and so feel good. It's such a bliss kind of song, not just for kids. And I love the lyrics about spread a little love and it's cool to be kind, which we really need in our present day situation in more ways than one. Really fabulous, Lisa. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Even me listening to it, I'm rocking out. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's really cool. Like it's, it's interesting. It's for parents too. It's really fantastic. Lisa, you've performed at an NBA All-Star game, a Junior Jays game, a Mayor's Christmas party, the ROM. But I would think that performing at the Junos must have been next level. It was so epic. It was like so surreal and yet so normal. It was so amazing. Listen, we were in the company of some brilliant kindy artists and to be able to be together, support one another and really spread the love. This is what, what we do and what we all do. So being at the, the, the vibe at the Junos that weekend was so spectacular and being able to perform at the Junos in London, Ontario with something just you can only dream about. Wow, that must have been the coolest experience. And I'm sure you'll be doing it many more times. I also know that during all of this, after this, you know, almost 17 years or 16 years, you had a real fairy tale romance, a fairy tale wedding, and it all happened in a bit of a whirlwind. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's so interesting. I think people get to see one part of sunshine, which is, of course, they would see. And I think that so many people, well, first of all, everybody thought uh, sunshine and broccoli were together. (laughs) (laughs) That was cramping my styles a bit. And uh, no, I would get phone calls and they'd be like, are you in Brock dating? And I'm like, wouldn't you know if we were dating? No, we're not. Uh, My husband and I got set up. You know, truly, I always knew I would meet somebody and it would go, you know, quite fast. But I I didn't know how. I didn't know when. And I just had to really trust that that was in store for me. And uh, we got set up. And, you know, I got to say, we are very, very blessed. We knew right away that this was pretty incredible and very special. And we were engaged five months later and then married six months later and then a baby a year later and 
And I don't, I don't take it lightly because um, I waited a, a really long time and worked through a lot of things that, that got me to the place to be very open to all these gifts. And, and they are true gifts. They're the, the greatest of all. And I think that probably the best role in your life and one of the greatest gifts of all is that you became a mother about a year ago. Congratulations. Uh, I became a mama, yeah. Last day, it's the best wow. thing ever. Welcoming your beautiful baby boy, Zaid. How has being a mother changed your life forever, Lisa? Oh, that's that that gave me all the feels hearing that. Um, I'm a mom. I'm like, I'm a mama. Uh, it is, um, you know, I have been my nature is mama. Like I've always been. And I think, you know, after our shows and, and our fans and our super fans and um, it's so important for me to play this role as mama. I've always as a young kid, always played that role where kids always felt really good and comfortable around me. So when I had my own and Zaid was early, Zaid was five weeks early. He was uh, quite the surprise. And, you know, jumping into being a mama was only the most natural thing for me. And now I say there is no better job in the world that suits me more. And it is a true gift. Like I don't take it for granted. And I um, I look at him every second and I'm like, I cannot believe you're mine. <laughs> like <laughs> all day long. I yeah. Get <laughs> I get it. It's, it's, uh, there is probably nothing better in the whole world. I mean, when we talk about bliss, I know that that's right up there and I know we're going to get to that in a minute, but you look fantastic. Uh, you're one of my Instagram friends and I see you all the time and you, you just had a baby a year ago and you look unbelievable. And I know that you also talk a lot about being body positive. What does that mean exactly? So it's something that I've just kind of really come into the last several years. Um, always growing up as a, you know, a very large kid. And I guess no one would really know the deep pain I felt around it because I was always so larger than life. And I was the funny one and I was the singer and I was, so I always got a lot of attention and I always had a lot of confidence. Um, but I think it was a mask, right? I think that we put on shows to not really show up as being truly authentically us. And I think as I worked through a lot of that, it was important for me to show up honestly for the kids that I see, for the people that struggle. Once I got to a place that it was no longer shame. I felt empowered to want to help. And I remember a therapist saying to me, you're always costumed up. I was like, what does that mean? And really what it meant was like, you're always putting on a show. Well, that's kind of all I knew, right? Like being in musical theater, you're always costumed up. Being sunshine, I'm always on show. So who was sunshine without the show? So the body positive thing for me is so important as I watch these children now who struggle younger and younger, and I struggled tremendously. And what is the right thing to do? I don't know. Do my husband and I talk about it all the time that we really want our son to have a healthy relationship with food. We want our son to feel really safe, to feel really confident, to feel really strong in his thoughts and opinions. You know, as this time and this world of Instagram is people are 
showing up more and more authentically. And I think, especially on my personal page, I really try to show up as human and as somebody who has struggled tremendously with body and weight and be, I'm trying to be, to be a voice. Yes. Yes. And I, I should just tell though, our viewers, you are gorgeous. Like I just oh want to tell everyone she, you really you know you have a face that is like uh, one of the most gorgeous faces ever, like a movie star, but it's interesting. We're all so hard on ourselves. And I think that's amazing that you have this body positive uh, thing happening because we all need that and young girls need it. And even older girls need that. We all, we all really are hard on ourselves for no reason. You know, and, and I think it's so amazing that you as an influencer are putting out such positive messages. And speaking of that, you have a very fast growing influencer and social media presence with amazing parenting, lifestyle and motherhood brands, whether it's Sunshine as a mom singer or Sunshine and Broccoli as a colorful musical duo. And you have this huge following that's growing constantly. What do you think it is about you that makes you such an influencer in the lifestyle, motherhood and parenting worlds? Well, thank you. Um, I, I so appreciate that. You know, my whole life, people always been like, where do I go for this? Where did you get that? And I'm, I have always loved putting myself together. And I think as I've grown more into myself, um, style and lifestyle and, um, was something that really attracted me. Um, and so people started to ask me all the time, Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Where can I get it? And I think what was so interesting is that people may have perceived me that like, I love a bargain. I love a hunt. Like I, I am someone who can like be a winners for hours and hours, just like <laughs> finding the, you know, the hidden treasure. And that's part of the fun for me. So, um, as I started to show up more, um, you know, where, where I would post, let's say outfit of the day and people would be like, Oh my gosh. And I think because I was a real person with a real body and I, I've always wanted to, it's kind of a dream of mine to really teach women how to embrace their bodies and how to dress their bodies. Um, for so long, I think, you know, if you were in a bigger body, then, then you were supposed to wear something massive, you know, (laughs) like to cover up. That was, that was how I grew up, you know, that was, and I think that as I showed up a little bit differently, um, people were drawn to seeing, you know, just the other day I got a message from somebody saying like, will you start, which I've always wanted to do, um, where you get your stuff, how to dress bodies. Like I'm sick of looking at these like bodies that are like so perfect and, and feeling discouraged. And, and I took that as like such a sign of like, yes, this is what I want to do. And this is so as um, I become a mom and navigating this world with my son, um, the products we use, the things we, you know, I love dressing him up. I love dressing us alike, which he might not like in a couple of years, but <laughs> it's fun, right? It's fun. And I, as, you know, <laughs> as, as a mom, I think, you know, what is so important is not to compare ourselves to anybody else. Don't compare your child. Don't compare you. Everybody's journey is so different. Absolutely. 2020 has been a great year for your duo. You've got this wonderful new album, Hug Life, which is fabulous and I believe can be purchased on iTunes. You, um, even with the uncertainty of COVID-19, you continue to entertain and spread joy on virtual platforms and you're partnering with great brands like Mastermind and Hey Babe Cosmetics and many more. You've even been working on a children's television show. 
Yes. So um, I think now, especially with the goal of really growing our following um, and with the TV show, we're so excited about it. I just had a meeting about it the other day. There's such momentum and we're so excited about an animated show and something that's a lot of um, longevity in the industry. Absolutely. What is bliss for Lisa Sunshine? Oh my. Oh, I love that. What a good question. Um, bliss for Lisa Sunshine is keeping uh, authentically myself, showing up every day with a little bit of a plan and a little bit of flexibility. I love my Saturday mornings with my family where we get in the car and especially during COVID and we get a coffee and we really just get to enjoy this time together and be outside and walk. I love connecting. I am blown away by the connections I've made over this time, how receptive people are to connect with one another, to support women, supporting women. I think the bliss is finding little moments throughout the day that just bring joy, whatever that is. For me, it's a lot of music. I've been singing a lot more, dancing with my husband and my son. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. Great. So great. Lisa, do you have any advice for people who want to follow in your footsteps? Absolutely. I love this question so much. I think truly believing in your gift. We all have these incredible gifts, whatever that is. I think that trusting that you are worth it, that you have something to offer and truly keep banging down those doors because one door is going to open and you're just going to be like, Wow. This is why I waited. (laughs) Absolutely. How can people contact you, Lisa, and how can they access your beautiful music? Amazing. Um, Well, we would love a follow at Sunshine and Broccoli. And Sunshine is S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E and Broccoli on Instagram. The same on Facebook and sunshineandbroccoli.com. And all of our music is available on all music platforms. Oh, that's awesome. I, I have to say this has been so delightful. And you really are what you appear. What you see is what you get. You really are uh, a bliss person. And I'm so happy that you were finally able to do this show and we're so delighted to have you. So thank you again so much for being here, Lisa. It's such a privilege. I love talking to you. I love following you and I simply love your energy. Thank you so much. Same ditto. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, we have motivational speaker extraordinaire, Amy Goldberg, back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. Amy Goldberg, a.k.a. Amy G., is the founder of The Trust Rise, where she shows people 
teams, companies, and audiences how to take decisive action towards living an inspired life. She is an international speaker, well-being expert, growth and action strategist, and author. She works with Fortune 100 companies, rock stars, personalities, professionals, and those ready to take action. Her beautiful book, Be Your Truth, shows you how to embrace your truth by cutting through the BS to get to your best life. Having come from an uber-successful family of filmmakers, Amy was a writer-producer in feature film and television before coming into her own truth. She helped bring spinning into Canada from Los Angeles, started one of the first workplace wellness companies in Canada, co-created an app, wow, and has been a trailblazer in a number of various health ventures throughout her career. She has no plans on slowing down, not even now. Amy is a product of her belief that you are one decision away from changing your life. She has the ability to unlock people's fears so they can trust their truth to rock their life. And those who know Amy call her an unleashed trailblazer. Amy, welcome finally to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much, Judy. Who is that person? <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely you, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Actually, before I even get to anything, I didn't even realize this. What was the app that you created? That's so cool. Well, thank you for asking. It was a it was for an artist, and it's a creativity app for. It was actually designed for PD Wolfond, and PD is an amazing artist. It's called Kind Hearts, and what you can do is it's a free app, and you can click on, and it's very inspiring based on her heart collection, and she has hundreds of them. So I encourage people to. Um, download the app because it's it's just so much fun especially now through social isolation or self-isolation where people can send heartfelt uh literally heartfelt um sayings your own you can draw on them so it's it's a lot of fun of course what are some of the coping strategies that you have personally been adopting and using to get through this unprecedented time well, the first thing I do is uh, I exercise first thing in the morning. I, I, I need to um, set my day in a way that's going to be really um, that is on my terms rather than, you know, hit the phone or get onto my computer. So I, I give myself space to run or cycle or you know, whatever it, my activity is for that particular morning. And then it sets me up for the day. So that's the first thing I do. Amy, you're the founder of Trust Rise. Can you tell us what that movement is all about? Yes. Uh, well, my my goal is to show people how to trust and rise to lead an inspired life. Because what happens is we tend to, you know, we get in our own way. And when you have another lens, another understanding of how human behavior functions and how we as humans lead our lives, we can't see that we're too, too, we're too close to it. So I'm able to help guide the, um, the, uh, the, the path or the journey for people. Yes. Yes. That's so wonderful. And you've written a wonderful book and we're going to get to the book, Be Your Truth in just a moment. But I'd love to go back to the beginning. You were a filmmaker for many years. Can you tell me about your former life as a filmmaker and what eventually made you leave the big screen to help motivate people to live their best life? It's interesting because uh, I come from a family of uh, filmmakers and it started when my older brother, uh, Dan Goldberg, Daniel Goldberg and Ivan Reitman got into film in university and uh, at McNutt in Hamilton. And so they started with a series of films and it was um, when they were shooting the film Meatballs that my brother phoned me and I was working as a camp counselor and said, hey, I'm doing this little film. Uh, <laughs> I know that you're interested <laughs> in, in the process. How about coming on and, uh, and, and experiencing this? And I said, 
done. So I made it happen and, and it really started there with um, understanding the process and, you know, the, the trials and tribulations that go into filmmaking. And then as my brother and my, I have a twin brother, Harris, and he is also a very successful writer and director. Um, he did movies like uh, Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo, Master Disguise, Without a Paddle, I'll Be Home for Christmas. And again, really astute and um, in, ingrained in that area. So I naturally, as a writer, came on board and started making my own films, both family and uh, personally with other with my production company. And that's how it evolved. Now, I, did I, I fell into it, and, and I'm saying that happily. However, I eventually had to carve out my own true happiness. Uh, and that was close, but it wasn't it. And and I, I would suspect that's par- partially what happened when you became inspired to write your book, Be Your Truth. How did this all evolve for you? Yes. Well, as I was, uh, I'm an exercise physiologist and um, I and a well-being uh, professional. And so I'm fascinated with human behavior and and also within the ego-driven uh, field of entertainment, which you know tends to override the um, uh, the creative process. Sometimes I needed to be able to express why people were stuck, why people weren't being their truth, and and leading a life that was full of their potential, not others, theirs. And so I found that what we say and how we perceive things is different than how we act. And I think that's why people get really disappointed when their expectations don't meet their life conditions. Absolutely. So you started to put this beautiful book together and I I love that you talk about the five ways that people can get into action because a lot of people want to move forward. They want to they want to sort of listen to what their calling is and their purpose, but we sort of remain paralyzed and we don't take action. So you, you talk in the book about five ways to take action and one of the things you say is don't wait for the right time. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So we tend to get really stuck on uh, the right, this is the right time. And should we, you know, should we make sure that everything is in place, all our ducks in a row to action something? And what that is, is our hesitation and fear. And so we have to identify if, in fact, it is override, fear is overriding our uh, instinct to take action. Or is it, you know, because it's like self-help books. You can only read so many self-help until you realize, wait a minute, I have to do something about this. (laughs) Exactly. Even a baby step, right? It's just (laughs) taking some kind of action. It could be the smallest thing towards your goal. But if you did that every day, it would make a very big difference, right? Exactly. And Judy, to your point, whereby it is small actions, it is as in film, it, you know, an overnight success takes 12 years. Well, that's very similar <laughs> to any, anything we're doing in life where it's perceived as, oh, this person just got really lucky and it's happened overnight. In fact, it, it, has, it has evolved. And that's what we have to understand every day we're evolving. Exactly. I remember the comedian Rita Redner once saying to me in an interview, it's taken me 20 years to become an overnight sensation, <laughs> right? <laughs> 20 years of baby steps. What do you mean, Amy, when you talk in it? This is, again, one of your five ways to get into the action place when you talk about shortening the thinking process. Yes. So what happens is we can get really overwhelmed and bogged down in our process and so when we get lazy, we will not leap into action. So, you know, it's, it's like Mel Robbins saying uh, when she had the five second rule, um, where there's a trigger in your mind that says, uh, I don't, I'm not going to think too much about it. 
I'm going to count five, four, three, two, one, and just action something. And so your brain tells you, I need to put something into motion. And that's what that shortening the thinking process, we overthink things and we need to sort of pause on that. Mm -hmm. And just do. You also talk about how important it is to not fixate on the outcome. What do you mean by this? Yes, because it's about the, if you're not loving the process, then it's probably not the right thing for you to pursue. And that's where we get stuck in our, you know, purpose and uh, passion Rather than that, think about what excites you. You know, what are you willing to do day to day that you're, you know, where time passes quickly? That's where bliss comes into mind. Of course. And, and this relates to your fifth one, which is how important it is to find purpose. And I love this because we all have a calling and, and some of us are ignoring that calling. And the minute we pay attention to it, we're in a better place. So how do we, how do we find our purpose? How do we get into this place of really tapping into what it is that we love as, as you have done, like you left a, a very glamorous career in film to do this work, because I think that your calling was so strong that you had to listen to it. It was beyond the whispering stage. So how do we find our purpose and how do we begin that? If you're not quite sure where it is you want to lead your life toward, then what I suggest is try as many things as you can. And the key is to, it builds your confidence. And the reason why we get fearful and the reason why we don't trust ourselves is because we don't tap into these, the um, getting uncomfortable, you know, the saying getting uncomfortable to be um, out of your comfort zone, because when we do, we realize, wow, I can do this. And so we build up uh -huh. confidence. And so that's what you need to do is once you start trying things, you will start to realize that this is something that something may stick. Absolutely. I also love, Amy, that at the end of every chapter, you have a to be your truth mini summary. This is, by the way, for the listeners in the book, um, in, in the book, Be Your Truth is a wonderful uh, element. At the end of each chapter, there's a little mini summary. And for instance, I love that you say, what's holding you back? Name one action that's holding you back. And then take one action towards that one thing and repeat often. Like, how great is that? Thanks, Judy. It's uh, it's been, it's been a lot of uh, fun writing this because it's really been thirty years in the making for me. Um, and so I wanted to impart some of the experiences that I've had over the years because it really is uh, believing the dots will connect in your life. That you're, you know that everything that you do, everything, whether it's something that you aspire to or that you're just doing for whatever reason, there is a connection. There's something that will, if you, and if you're aware of it, it will lead you into the next. That's so wonderful. I also love, and I, and I think you might have to explain these terms for our listeners, but you talk in the book about FOMO, which we know is the fear of missing out. Uh, but you also talk about something called JOMO. So can you define for our listeners who don't know what these terms mean and how important JOMO is. Oh yes, that's the uh, that's the joy of missing out, and I think that uh, especially in this day and age now with social media, um, the experience. So, and I'll, I'll give you in real time when we're experiencing something, you know, when we're enjoying something, we're in the present moment. We um, we have a different experience. Whereby if we fast forward and then write about it later on Inst Instagram or what have you, the experiences could be different or it could be overblown. Or because we fear that maybe, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a disconnect there. So when we're in the moment of joy, you know, our own joy, then, you know, that's great. It's okay to, to miss out because you're probably not missing out, believe it or not. 
it's a different experience. You talk also about the power of listening. Can you talk about why listening is so important? Listening is actually is the key to better understanding and connecting with another human being. And what happens is, and I referenced the book that the two best listeners in, in my life have been my parents. And I assume growing up that everyone were phenomenal listeners because there's a story within the quiet of uh, first understanding what somebody is saying. And so what happens is if you're, if you're thinking of a response while somebody's speaking, and we know this, then we're not really listening. Absolutely. Listening is about present moment awareness and just being mindful. I understand that you studied with John Kabat-Zinn. I took a course with John Kabat-Zinn. It was called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And he was the father of that um, of the program. And so what I found was... And his intent was not to, although the course was arduous and painful for me because of the silence and the, the, the mind, the being very aware in your day, he meant it to be, take your thoughts in. It's, it, that's the intent is to take the thoughts in and just observe them and then let them go. And so that's really what mindfulness meditation is all about. It, it's not a process in which we have to torture ourselves. It's, a, it's an opportunity to breathe within ourselves and open up our, our, the space in our mind. We love John Kabat-Zinn on this show. That's so fascinating that you worked with him. First of all, what was he like? And second of all, did you have any silent retreats as part of the work? Yes. So he is a fabulous, incredibly fascinating uh, individual. There was a a three-day retreat whereby you couldn't speak for three days. Uh, Initially, I must admit, I did feel a little like I was in the movie Midnight Express. It was really intense. It was a very, very intense program. What happened when you got up from the silence? Were you just inclined to talk nonstop? Or what was it like when you all broke from the silence? Actually, it's it's almost like loud noise um, when when you are reintroduced to the sounds. So you really want to stay in that place of quiet uh, for a while, just to sort of reintroduce yourselves to to noise. It's interesting. Wow. And I bet you really listen to yourself. Like, as you say, you just witness the thoughts. The whole point is not to get too attached to them, which we tend to do in meditation, but just to silently witness them and go, oh, there's a thought. That's interesting. Well, let me take a look at that, but not get too attached to it. Were you able to eventually do that or did you find it very difficult? You know, you never get detached from your thoughts. It's really, a, you know, we're human beings and we have these thoughts, whatever they are. I just don't attach the feeling necessarily to it. I will acknowledge, okay, all right, hmm, this is interesting. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to be kind to ourselves to say it's okay. Just acknowledge, all right, here you go, bring it on and then let it go. Right. And as you say in the book, we have good and bad days, right? We, It's not all going to be bad and it's not all going to be good and just sort of accept it and witness it without too much attachment. Exactly. Exactly. It's tough to do and yet it's worth doing. I also love when you talk about how we're a lot luckier than we think. Are you saying that optimists have a better chance for happiness? They do, in fact. Uh, it, that is true because, again, it's a chemical reaction to our bodies. Uh, you know, disease or disease cause is from a disease in our body. You know, when we ruminate on something, uh, you know, again, it's you have to think about your perception of any situation that you're in. You know, when we're in COVID-19, do we have a roof over our head? Do we have enough? That we have to think of the basics for ourselves in order to feel calm and then other things will come into play. So yes, I do feel that a positive, uh, optimistic attitude because positivity doesn't mean to fake the happy. 
it just means that we will overcome this. We will, it'll be, you know, things are going to shift and that's okay because I'm going to be flexible. We have flexible minds now. You know, we have that neuroplasticity in our brain so we can morph and flex into into a different mindset. I love that. And I and, and speaking of mindset, you talk also about taking a mindset vacation. What does that mean? Oh, yes. Well, you know how we plan, you know, we plan our vacation and we, you know, we, we wind down. And typically when we wind down, it, you know, if you've revved at a really high uh, uh, stress level and you don't even know it, you won't, you wouldn't even realize it. it's like firefighters when they're revved so high and yet that's their norm. And then they take a vacation and then they wind down and then their body's just like, they don't know what they're doing and they get, they tend to get sick. But imagine if you took a break from that, um, day to day to say, I'm taking a mindset vacation where I'm not going to worry for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm not going to worry for 15 minutes. <laughs> start, start small and work up, work up. Absolutely. I love when you say it's important to be your truth, but also to be your potential. What do you mean by that? Yes. So what happens is, and I, I you know, coming from the entertainment world, uh, people are very enthusiastic about, um, and I think too now with, um, the ease of social media and so forth that we can kind of just fall into things. And it's not, I just don't want people to kid themselves that it does take, um, focus. It does take perseverance because, because we get very disappointed when things don't happen uh, and come our way quickly. And so you need to realize that in order to reach your potential, you need to give yourself time and the permission to give yourself time. And I think that's, um, that's a shift in your thinking that's going to help serve you much better. Of course. You say that we're actually only one decision away from changing our lives. And I would think this might be the perfect opportunity to do exactly that. What did you mean exactly by that? And how can we use this opportunity right now to really live our truth and to really be happier? It's so true because here we have this simpler life. I mean, perceived simpler life um, with respect to things are closing down. I mean, this is not unlike, um, when, you know, when we were growing up in Sundays, the stores were all closed and I'm thinking, oh yeah, we're going back to that. And yet we, <laughs> it was a part of reflection. And so with that, um, you know, let's say you're in a certain business and you need to shift and, and maybe you're stuck. So from, you know, hairdressing, let's say, or a business, a service industry where you think you're limited. Well, here's an opportunity to say, wait a minute, I have so many opportunities. Look at what I know. Look at my skills. I can transfer this knowledge and teach people online certain aspects or um, a, from a service offering. Let's pivot this. I can collaborate with different creatives and create a, a toolkit of resources, not only, let's say, if you're in the hair business, but some, you know, makeup business and so forth. So there's so much collaboration and I encourage people to collaborate um, in this in this in this manner. So smart. It's so it's so brilliant. What is bliss for Amy Goldberg right now? Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, being creative. I am uh, I was just um I was just joking with my husband. We're both creative. He's a recording artist and we're both needing to be creative. Uh, and so we create just, just different little things that are, you know, it just serves our heart. It doesn't need to be out there. It's just little things that we do in order to uh, make us feel uh, playful and, and have a little bit more fun. 
And so that's really those little tiny things for me is what's doing it. That's so great. It's funny because that's how we started off by talking about the app you created. You really are a highly creative person. And Amy, your wonderful book is called Be Your Truth. And you can purchase the book on Amazon Worldwide. And it's also available on your website, which is trustrise.com slash offerings. As well, it's available on Kobo and Barnes and Noble. And how can people personally contact you if they'd like you for a speaking engagement or for some motivational help as a coach or for all of the different things that you do? How can people reach you? Yes, thank you. I'm at um, thetrustrise.com. And in that section, just connect with me and um, and I'd be happy to um, to chat. Let's just spell that for people. The trustrise.com is spelt. Yes, it's T-H-E. T-R-U-S-T-R-I-S-E dot com. That's fantastic. I want to thank you so much, Amy Goldberg, for being with us today. It's really been delightful finally having you. So glad we were able to do it. When we come back, we're going to meet the featured artist of the week, Tommy Gunn, who happens to be married to Amy Goldberg. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. Recording artist and producer Tommy Grasley, a.k.a. Tommy Gunn, grew up in a steel town in Ontario, Canada. His musical journey started as a young boy drawing on the influence of a successfully musically inspired family. His father, Sonny Del Rio, saxophone, was in Crowbar with Kelly J and King Biscuit Boy, a.k.a. Richard Newell and received a Queen's Jubilee Award for excellence. On Tommy's mother's side, the Stewarts, Rod Stewart is his cousin. Life for Tommy, however, as son of a musician was tough. Feast or famine, and on the flip side, his home was loving, creative, and musical. It didn't last long, however. His family broke up, and Tommy spent the next 15 years fighting his way through life, as he puts it. At 33, Tommy turned his life around. He dealt with his demons raised a family of his own, and in 2007, he wrote his first album, Unleash the Hounds, which charted number seven in Australia and had success in the UK. Tommy has created a more positive life for himself, and now he is all about the love. His next album reflects the world around him, and it tells the story of his life moving to a place of love. His album, I Believe in Love, was released in 2019. Tommy had the opportunity to collaborate with some of the best artists in rock and roll. Eddie Kramer, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Dale Harrison, Headstones, Greg Godovitz, Gatto, Kim Deschamps, Blue Rodeo, and much more. Tommy Gunn finally emerged, and this is really his best work to date. For more information, visit Tommy's website at www.tommygrasley.com. 
He is here today with his song, Love Conquers All. Let's roll that clip. Love is love and hate is hate. Knock it off, yellow, before it's too late. You have your say and I have mine. As long as you can find the time. Tommy, that was great. What a feel-good song. I love that. Each week, we spotlight a singer, singer, songwriter, or musician on the show. If you are a singer and you want to be considered to appear on Finding Your Bliss Radio, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Also, we encourage you to visit our online magazine at findingyourbliss.com. And of course, for the latest and the greatest, follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram. T-H-E-B-L-I-S-S-M-I-N-U-T-E. 
on Instagram and Facebook. I also am doing some bliss coaching on Zoom. What a cool concept, but it's pretty fascinating how well it works. For more information, go to at the bliss minute on Instagram and click on the link in my bio to hear all about coaching. Or you can also go to the magazine, findingyourbliss.com and click on coaching. We also would love to hear from you. We would love to hear what your ideas are for future shows, any singers or guests that you would love for us to feature. Please fill out our Finding Your Bliss survey available at www.findingyourbliss.com slash survey. I would like to thank all of my guests for being here today. The incredible Lisa Sunshine and Amy Goldberg and Tommy Gunn. Also a big thank you to our supervising producer, Mag Ruffman, production manager, Siobhan Kiley, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. We're going to close out the show with a short quote, and here it is. To train your mind is to see the good in everything. Positivity is a choice. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to stay positive and take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.